Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you? Really well. How are you? Good. We're going to jump again straight into this one, I think. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Because we have a little bit to talk about. Hey, so th- we're talking about working with models. Mm. So You've had a bit of experience, haven't you? Yeah, I've had a bit of experience. And yeah. both of us had a bit of experience. Mm. So it's going to be interesting, um, I suppose, getting a male-female prospectus yeah. of that as well. Really good point. I didn't even consider that. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the yin and the yang. <laughs> So do you want to lead off or do you? Oh, I'd like to hear your experience first, okay. I think, yeah. All right. Look, I mean, one of the things is I've always always entered into these shoots with the idea that this person is, is, is working, essentially working, they're in their workspace. Mm-hmm. So I always treat it as a working environment, even, yeah. if it's, even if it's not a paid shoot. Yeah. Because that person is basically, you know, whether you work in an office and or you work at Bunnings or wherever you are, mm. you obviously have a certain amount of respect for your co-workers. Mm-hmm. So nothing is different. That's right. When you work with a model, there's nothing different yes. as far as the, the, the way you interact, the way you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Very, very mindful that, you know, you use the, the person's name. Yes. You know what I mean? Hey, Terry, we're just going to go over here. And the other thing is obviously to be very clear in your instructions, right? Mm. So be very clear and... and but also, I think if you're going to do like a location shoot for models, it's really important that you actually know the location quite mm, well. Absolutely. So you don't you, want the embarrassment of being kicked off by security. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but there's, there's a whole range of things because quite often when it comes to shooting models and that type of stuff, there will be wardrobe changes. Mm. So you need to make sure there's a spot, mm-hmm. a private spot they can go off and, and do that. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah, and, and maybe too, like, the, you know, there's access to a mirror or something as well. Yeah. Straightening the hair, doing whatever. Yeah. That you you need to be thinking about these things before the shoot. Yeah. Pointless yeah. when you get to the shoot and then find, suddenly find, yeah, I would have thought there'd be somewhere oh, I can just duck down behind the car there and change. Mm. Um, again, just kind of got to think about that this is a workplace and, and you're not going to tell someone in the workplace, oh, go take your laptop and sit down next to the garbage bin. Yeah, you know a bit I mean? rough, like it, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit rough. You, yeah. You want to have thought it for a little bit a little bit mm, more. Mm. So, I mean, that's one of the things I always think is that you've got to go in and, and treat it professionally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, have and have yourself a quite a, I suppose, um, uh, how would you say, a strong moral, Yeah. you know, set of ideals how you're going to actually operate. Yeah, yeah. So when someone actually asks you, uh, the other thing too, if, if you're using a model who's, who's who's younger or whatever or even older, it's always a good idea to have, have them bring someone with them. That's exactly right for safety reasons. I don't think it's quite, it's it's definitely not a good idea to be photographing by yourself with, no. with a younger model especially um, and being mindful of those kinds of etiquette things is really important. I think that's well. It's a it's a it's a comfort thing as well, mm. like to make sure that person has a has a support person there too. That's right. It's for um, your safety as well as theirs. Yeah. Look, everyone, it's everyone, everyone, everyone wins out of that situation. Yeah. If someone, you know, there's no and then there's no miss. I suppose um, misconstrued ideas that mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think the thing 
you've got to learn to be, again, effectively communicate. Mm, absolutely. And I think it's really important as well to discuss with your model what your intentions are with the images, whether it's there for portfolio or there for a product shoot or they're just for a little bit of practice. I think it's really important that you outline exactly what they would be doing, what they would be wearing. Uh, and giving them as much information as you possibly can when you're ph- photographing them. Yes. I mean, the yeah. other thing which is paramount is safety. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't stress it enough that, that any time you've got someone in an environment where you're kind of, I suppose, in charge mm. of the situation, like you are as a photographer, because typically that's what happens, mm. is that you're, you're responsible for everyone's safety. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that sometimes people don't think about that no, 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 and some people aren't even insured when they go out and they photograph models. So that's another thing to be really mindful of. And that, and, and this throws this back onto the, onto the other thing is, you know, the questions that a model should be asking a photographer. Mm. There's quite a lot of questions they should be asking. Absolutely. Like I could list them off, <laughs> many of them, you know. So models, you need to be aware of where you're shooting, how long you're shooting for. Is there going to be a break? Are you getting paid? If you're not getting paid, what is what is the exchange? What will you be wearing? Will there be hair and makeup? Is there someone else going to be present if you're photographing with an individual that you've never met before? Yes. There are so many questions to ask. Is there a model release provided? Is there a contract that they can also sign which details what's going to happen with those yep. images? And especially if you're a younger woman, I think it's really, really pertinent to ask those questions and have clear answers for all of those. And and, and if the photographer can't answer them clear and precisely... Walk away. Yep. Time, that's right. So then... Not every, not every, I mean, there's a lot of um, sites, Facebook sites and that over there, there's, they try to connect models and photographers together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fantastic. So people obviously can find those people, but both sides need to ask a lot of questions and be very clear on what, what the deal is and what yeah. the exchange and how it's going to work and how the interaction is going to happen. That's exactly right. You would hate to be, from my opinion, if I was a younger woman that was, taking up modelling and I'd, I'd answered an ad for an exchange of service suit, shoot that was going to be mutually beneficial. I would hate to get there and have a really negative experience where I felt uncomfortable, where I felt taken advantage of. Yep. And so many things can go wrong, not to think about the worst first, but there is so many things that can go wrong. Yep. I think one of the things you've got to be mindful of when you're the photographer is, is that even though you're directing but you're not in total control, if the, if the model wants to take a break, it doesn't matter how you're, you think, oh, I'm just in the zone and I'm just on fire here and the model goes, oh, I just need to take five. Mm. Respect that, that that person needs to just have mm. that break mm. and that's going to happen mm. and it's a part of the process. Mm-hmm. And I know like some people, oh, no, no, just keep pushing through, you know, it doesn't matter. No, don't. Have but a break. What I'm saying is it's kind of like, you have to really think about it as, as a workplace mm-hmm. and you really have to think about what would be acceptable in another situation outside Absolutely. of modelling. So Absolutely. flip it back and put it on to if this was here, yes. how would this be dealt with? Yes, exactly. I've heard some horror stories from models and not just one or two, probably every model that I've, I've photographed with. I, I has, think, I think they all would have had a oh. any model who's done a, like an a, you know, extensive amount of photography work would have all come across photographers they probably wish they hadn't have, mm. you know, met mm-hmm. for various different reasons because they might have made them feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of like, and it's the language too. I mean, if, like mm. I said, if someone might call you by your first name, 
then yeah, that's kind of it's a, a bit of a lack of respect. Well, it is. It, yeah. it, it's exactly right. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's one of those things. Like I said, it's not going to be acceptable in a workplace. So why should it be acceptable? Yeah. In that situation. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I know. Look, there's there's quite often cases that come up from time to time where photographers are actually you know charged of inappropriate dealings mm. with models. Mm. It doesn't happen enough, to be honest. Well, it probably, like I said, it, it happens quite often, but probably not. It's probably not reported. Yes, that's sorry. That's that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think I think it happens more often than we probably would like to. Yeah. Admit. But for them to get into trouble for it, it needs to happen more. Well, it needs to happen more. It needs to be, mm. like I said, very, very clear. And I think, you know, when it comes to the time when you're actually doing the shoot, as far as actually directing the model and actually, and we talked about this in another podcast, but we, you know, COVID-19 has changed things mm. as well because obviously people don't shake hands. They don't have that kind of direct touch that mm-hmm. you used to have. So, mm. But it's always been a kind of a, a very, I would say, something you have to negotiate quite mm. um, carefully mm-hmm. as far as if you're going to touch the model to, to reposition them. Yes. That that it's probably even more difficult today. Yeah, it is, it is. And you always, like as you say, you communicate with them, you ask them if it's okay to touch them to show them a position or to move their bodies or to adjust their clothing. I find it, I, I'm often asking, can I just adjust your clothing? Yes. Which is really important to have that permission. Yes. Because what what sometimes you can see through the camera, obviously too, is the way the the way the blouse kind of is folded back, and it looks a bit mm, odd. So mm. you just want to kind of flick. That's one of my pet hates. If I get a whole whole shoot back and I've missed one tiny little detail, like the shirt, or and you have to try and fix a, it in post. Oh, it's it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. But also as a model, there are things that you need to be aware of as well. Is your outfit all adjusted? Like, can you feel that something's not right? Has your bra strap fallen down? Maybe pull that up. Yep. Those types of things. Yeah. I think, look, I said, it's, it, 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 it is a, something where you have to go into actually really having a good understanding of everyone's, everyone's, I suppose. Role. Role. Yeah. 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 And like I said, I can't stress enough that I think it's always good to do in a group. Yes. In a group situation rather than kind of a one-on-one. Yes. There's lots of benefits for both. Yeah. There's the safety benefits of having yes. extra sets of eyes watching a situation because sometimes both the model and the photographer can get really into a zone and they're shooting, say, if you're doing kind of a, um, a location shoot, maybe it's out in a area where there's other things happening, traffic mm. or whatever, mm. that people do end up getting very too close to the edge of the footpath or something yes. and potentially going to get hit by a bus. Yes, <laughs> that's usually <laughs> me. I'm like, just watch for traffic. Let just, me know. <laughs> lean back, lean back. Just a bit more. <laughs> I'd be the one hit by the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, but it, 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 it's something you just have to be mindful of, mm. that you actually need to be safe. Everyone's safety. Mm. Like safety's first. Mm-hmm. And you also need to protect your safety after the fact as well. Like what is happening with those images that have been taken of you? Where are they going to end up? Yes. And I think this is, you touched on it very briefly, but Mm. we'll expand on a little bit is the purpose of a model release. And a model release is quite important. Mm. You know, know, if you take a whole bunch of images and you might really get some really nice images and for whatever reason, the model rethinks afterwards and says, you know what? I don't want those pictures used. Yeah. And you've got nothing written down, nothing documented. You really can't do anything with those images. Yeah. I mean, 
the model could still come back to you after you've signed the model release and say, hey, I'm not comfortable with those Not images. comfortable yeah. with them. Yeah. You have to make a moral judgment call when you've got a legal document saying, yes, you can use them. But then obviously, depending on the model's um, mm. reasoning for it, mm -hmm. you sometimes have to be respectful to say, well, I won't, I won't use those images. Absolutely. And I think that's a really good learning experience for you as well. Have those conversations beforehand discuss what types of images are being taken so that there is no misunderstanding yep. at the end of the day. So the, what you can do also, model releases is one of those things if you're a part of a, a professional organisation, you can usually, they produce the model mm. on. Mm. There is actually apps you can get which are quite good. Yes. Um, so um, I think there's one called Easy Release. Yes. Um, you can download it. You can do it on your phone. And then you can even text it through, can't you? It, yeah, email it. So you yeah. set up. So once you put the person's details, they get a yes. copy, you get a copy yes. of it, and you can put all the details in there, which that's is great. Right. And, and that's it, another thing. Make sure that you always get a copy. If you're yes. physically signing something, take a photograph of it with your signature. Yes, yep. And, and these ones, like you can do a digital you know, signature yeah, on the phone. It. You can love sign it. it. So that's kind of important too to have that, to, to, to have the documentation mm. As, mm. as well as, you know, just keeps everyone kind of safe. And I think then too, if people are signing a model release at the beginning of it, their expectation is that these pictures are going to potentially be used maybe somewhere commercially. Mm. So that at least that person understands that. Yes. Without a model. Oh, I, I just thought, Terry, you're just taking these just to put on, you know, on, on your, you know, on your cork board in your office to, to make it look pretty. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to put them all over your website. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Some models do go into photo shoots not realising that they're going. those images are going to be used on their websites for portfolio reasons. There could potentially be some people that are using them for product shots. So they yes. really are quite classified as commercial work and you should be getting paid for those. So communicating as much and asking questions. Don't ever be scared to ask lots and lots and lots of questions. Well, I think, look, from a from a, the model's point of view, that, that they should be in the driver's seat. So they, mm. should be able to, they should be able to call the shots, ask those questions. And like I said, they should be able to get the answers, mm. you know, to their satisfactory, mm. you know, and like if someone's beating around the bush a little bit, yeah. then I'd, to me, that's a red flag. Yeah, and if you do feel like there's anything that, that is a red flag, walk away. Yep. You're not going to lose anything. You're not going to lose out. You're actually going to give yourself the opportunity to have a better yep. better kind of shoot, potential for a better shoot with someone else. The, the other thing we could do also is, you know, references work both ways. Like mm -hmm. references, you know, if someone says to Terry, so what type of shooting have you done? Can you give me some references? Oh, I've shot for this, 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 and this. Similarly enough, a model can say to the photographer, well, can you give me three models that you've, shot previously absolutely so you, absolutely and, and these days it's quite easy to connect with people through social media because yeah. most most models will have a social media presence mm -hmm. so you can reach out to the models and say hey i'm thinking about doing a shoot this weekend with terry have you shot with terry how mm. was she mm. and they go she's very demanding <laughs> she didn't feed me <laughs> didn't feed me didn't that's one me. thing i always do just be careful people if you come for a shoot with me i will feed you <laughs> a lot <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I mean, that, those things, like I said, so people have got the opportunity to be able to actually ask questions and get mm. this. These days, really, it's very different to the old days where it was very difficult for you to actually do your research. Yes. So you can do your research both on the model and the photographer. Yes. Because I've had situations where 
not personally, but I know people who've shot for model and the model has repeatedly then after the fact not wanted the images to be used. So they yeah. so people can have a bit of a I suppose how would you say a a bit of a history of stuff. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it can be quite disappointing if you've worked really hard in creating a shoot for whatever reason and then you get the images back and you you give them to the model or, or whomever else has been working on the shoot and they say that they don't want them used. Yes. It can be so frustrating that's and right, so cause disappointing. Because you, you may have put a lot of um, time, time and money because yeah. you, you could have been organised props or you could have paid yeah. permits. Yeah. Because that's the other thing could too. Could have hired a space. Yes. I've hired spaces several times. Yeah, you, yeah, that's right. You might have hired a studio space to actually shoot in. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things to think about too is that when you are shooting with a model is that you do check if there are permits or whatever things are, mm. are needed and to make sure that you actually – because some spaces you do actually have to have a permit. Because mm-hmm. even though you may be doing it, say, as a, as a portfolio building exercise – some places will just see it as commercial photography still. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So they'll re- require you to have a permit. Yeah, yeah. And if you get in trouble while you're shooting, just just apologise. Like yeah, if ask. you don't have a p- permit and you didn't realise, just apologise. Yeah, and just ask how do, how should I approach um how should I approach this? Yeah, absolutely. Who should I contact? Absolutely. Who, who's responsible for this area? Yes. And yeah. I think we, we've talked about it before is the. One of the very popular places in Brisbane is the powerhouse. Yeah, and you do actually need a permit now to yeah. photograph out the front of there. Yeah, so you need yeah. to make sure you go off and talk to the people who mm-hmm. you need to talk to. Make yeah. sure that you've you've ticked all the boxes and yeah, made sure that you're um, doing it all above board. Yeah, so there is still so many so many factors that models and photographers really need to consider when they're when they're navigating through. Any portrait shoot, commercial or non-commercial, TFP. Yes. So keeping that line of communication open is really important, really, really important. Exactly. And like I said, I think these days, like I said, there's plenty of room for people to do their research, mm-hmm. both on the photographer and on the model. Mm. And like I said, have a really clear understanding, get that really clear understanding early up Yes. of what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is I think it's really important. Verbal communication can be misunderstood absolutely so i think it's really good if you just have a say you have a a discussion yeah that you go you know what i'm going to summarize this and i'm going to send you an email absolutely yes you put it you put those words into yes you put them into writing and then email it to that person and then they go oh i didn't understand i didn't realize you meant that that. a b c or d yeah yeah okay yeah i'm not comfortable with that or yeah or yeah that's fine that's that's I agree with everything in there. Yeah. And and basically, you know, you can sign that email off saying, this is what I'm proposing. Are you comfortable with all this? If there's anything, please come back and yeah. and let me know if there's something that's not yeah. n- not comfortable or doesn't sit well with you that we can, yeah. maybe we can adjust it and yeah. do something differently. And likewise, if you're a young photographer and you've been approached by a model for a shoot, you have every right to say no if it's not your style, it's not something you feel comfortable with or it's just someone that you're not actually wanting to work with, don't feel pressure to do something that's not going to suit your purpose. Yes. I think for both sides of the um, street here, one of the things that's really important is is that sometimes people will get bullied into, oh, but it'll be good for your exposure. Can I pay my rent with my exposure? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a new currency, exposure? I think it is. <laughs> is it? Excellent. So people are going to be mindful too is that quite often you will get, Offers both ways, yeah. For top from photographers, 
and from models, like you said, mm-hmm. to do shoots. And sometimes it's not a good fit. No, that's right. And sometimes the boundaries change and the parameters change for the shoot. And it might not be what you initially spoke about or discussed or had agreed as a, an exchange of service or whether it was a payment or whether it was a style. And those kinds of things can be renegotiated or you just find someone else that suits suits so, your needs. That's right. And there, might, there might be someone else who actually better suits what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing too is, I mean, obviously different people like to create a different a certain look as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's important to find someone who is going to kind of fit within your style. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than try and drag someone. That's right. That's right. Like, I've been approached by models in the past for photo shoots. And if it's not something that I feel is going to be mutually beneficial, I won't necessarily commit to it. Yeah. Because it needs to be a fair exchange. It doesn't matter if it's a fair exchange of service, but it's still long term. It needs to to be able to service both of you in a way that's beneficial. Yes, that's right. Again, it's that, it's that two-way street yeah. where both, both people have to actually get a fair exchange um, out, of, out of the process or why do it. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. So I think, look, it's definitely something if you haven't shot with a model, it can be very rewarding. Mm. As you know, you've done some great style shoots. Oh, I've had some amazing shoots with yep. some gorgeous, gorgeous models. And, and you know, you can produce some beautiful mm. photography mm-hmm. from it. So for people who haven't maybe tried, and it's it's a way to like maybe people who who are wanting to get into doing some more portrait photography, mm. it's a way to to start shooting people mm-hmm. and capturing people in a way that's beautiful and unique mm. with not the pressure. That's right. A bit less pressure than say, you know, doing someone something, I want to do some family portraits or you want to do some, mm. yeah, and then... Uh, it's a great way to practice any techniques as well. If you've got something that you wanted to try because you think it might be a really good tool to use, yes. so it, it might just be a communication style or a or a posing style or something like that, um, it's definitely worth asking a model to help you out because that that could potentially be mutually beneficial for their portfolio as well. Exactly, exactly. So you, like yeah. some, you want to try and get that situation where it's a win-win for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Fantastic. Hey, Terry, we really do love doing these podcasts, don't we? We do, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So something I want to ask our listeners to do is is if they haven't already done it, whatever platform they're on, to go in and actually just leave a comment or, mm. or give us a rating. Yeah, some feedback. We, some feedback. We, yeah. love the, we love the feedback and that we get people do send us private messages and that really because we do this as a kind of a, out of the love of photography. Mm. And we know there's so many other people out there just love their photography as well. So we try and do this, like I said, to get people thinking and hopefully give them motivation or give them something, I don't know, hopefully brighten their day or do something. Mm. But so, but like I said, we'd love for you to kind of give that feedback and maybe drop a, a rating or... Five couple, stars, please, five stars. Terry likes <laughs> the five stars. Just give Terry all the five stars. She's a diva. <laughs> Total diva. <laughs> the other thing too is which, um, if you listen on the SoundCloud platform, um, since COVID-19, there's a little new button appeared which allows people to actually just drop a little donation mm. to help oil the wheels. We don't sponsor these. We don't monetize these podcasts. We keep them kind of ad-free for a reason. Yeah. We just think that's, you know, the it's nice to be able to sit there and just listen to your favourite subject, photography, without getting trying to get sold a new 
I don't know, tooth, a tooth, tooth whitening gel or <laughs> a, new, a new toast, did you say? Toasted toast oven. <laughs> so you can jump on and have a look, but that's only on the only on the SoundCloud. Mm. On the SoundCloud. Anyway, hey, Terry, as always, been great chatting. Yeah, likewise. Until next time. See, see ya. ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening. 